It's time for another Winner's Corner. That's right. We are breaking down our most recent episode, the Star Wars What If Draft with our good friend Colleen. What are the results, Damon? In third, with five votes, we have a Kyle. Admirable. In second, with 13 votes, Colleen. Close. But it was not enough for first place, which is I, the day man, with 15 votes. Very, very close. Very, very close one. Um, People definitely seem to very much like Colleen's uh, single what if the most, though, which I I can't uh, disagree. The if if Mace and Yoda were competent during the Clone Wars, that's just genius. And (laughs) that that was a very good one. But once again, thanks for everyone uh, interacting. And I'll take that W. Enjoy the episode. to another episode of the Planet Fantasy Podcast, and we are your hosts, Damon and Kyle. Kyle, how's it going? It's going pretty good, man. How are you? It's going. It has been a been a good week so far, starting this on a nice Monday. What can you say about a Monday? Uh, that's about it, really. Uh, <laughs> also, happy belated fucking birthday to our guy, Kyle. Uh, I'm glad you had a good one. Uh, we were almost going to do the pod for it like we did for mine, but it just didn't work out. But uh, happy birthday, man. Thanks, man. You know, I'll take it. I'll take a Moon Knight Effies. That's uh, plenty of celebration for me. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, have you been watching anything recently for the people at home to recommend? Uh, well, if you are not watching either Barry or Atlanta, you are missing the two best shows on television. Uh, Richard, if you're listening, you can get fucked because it's not Succession. It's Barry and Atlanta. I'm going to punch you in the dick. I can't get sucked here. Uh, yeah, you should watch Barry. You should watch uh, Atlanta. And they're both fucking killing it. Atlanta, I love that show. This may be my favorite season yet. It's so damn good every episode. It, it's so different than anything you've any really have ever watched. Um, also, I'm gonna throw out a shout for uh, Winning Time, uh, mm. which just finished last night. Such a weird, unique show. Blending fact and fiction, and just you know, sensationalized uh, sensationalization, and it's just a uh, unique. Uh, yeah, if you want to see Magic Johnson like you've never seen him, that that's the show to do it. So, uh, HBO Max just hitting them with all the great shows, I think. Yeah. Um, but also, we have two guests joining us today. Dad, how's it going? Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> that that is the energy. Right, it's Larry David, not that. <laughs> I love the energy. That have have you been watching anything as of late? Um, let's see. Nothing as prestigious as Atlanta or Barry. Um, mostly just just some fun TV. Like uh, I know Kyle is going to appreciate this one. Uh, the Circle. Yes. Yes. And then, of course, something a little 
even less prestigious in the circle, Temptation Island. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> your your favorite genre right there. It's good. To, it's good to see it. That. Um, and then our other guest, Dom. How's it going, man? It is good. I'm excited to be here. Um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about Moon Knight and and talk about all the other things that make it great. Yes, for Moon Knight. Have you been watching anything fun as of late? Yeah, um, I think Kyle mentioned it last episode or or one of the last couple. I've been watching um, Under the Banner of God because um, I will watch anything that Andrew Garfield is in, and obviously Andrew Garfield's incredible. Under the Banner of Heaven, but yes, well, you I know. Agree. What, it's what all really God matters stuff. is that Andrew Garfield is there, so I I don't know what the title is for sure, but uh, you're, you're right, is, and he's sexy <laughs> and amazing. Um, <laughs> been watching Barry, um, Winning Time, like you said, and uh, right now I'm getting I'm getting really worked up for uh, the newest season of of the Challenge All Stars, which is which is coming out in a couple days, and you won't see me um, for for a few days of after course. that. After I. Just a ball of hype and excitement, right? Um, and of course, Derek to win it all. Johnny <laughs> <laughs> Badgers, he's got a chance as always. All right, the Wallflower Award. This is, of course, um, basically our, you know, our character performance that we really liked. We it was very promising. That we sh- maybe we wish we could have seen a little bit more of. So, Damon, kick us off. Who's your nominee for the Wallflower Award? Um, well, I will not take maybe the obvious one, because I want to give a shout out to my girl, Tara Wett, who we just did not see nearly enough of. Okay? From the moment we saw her say hi, which was just brilliant, by the way, she was just fantastic. I thought she was just lively and just really fun in that episode on, on the boat. Um, and I just thought we didn't get enough. You know, like, especially considering where we see her in the finale, which is essentially Avatar, it's shouldn't we have gotten a little bit maybe more of a buildup of her and who she is more than just maybe one episode? But she killed it in the time that we did get with her. And I just, I, I, you know, that's all I asked for. I think we could have, you know, benefited from maybe just even a little bit more development, even episode before, even episode two. So uh, that's mine. I love it. All right, Thad, Kyle, what is... What, what's yours? Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to jump to one. I almost wanted to save this one for the Dunk Award because I have questions for the writers about this person's lack of <laughs> inclusion in the series. Um, I'm going to go with Gaspard Ulil. Uh, I think that's the correct pronunci- pronunciation, as Anton Mogart. Um, mostly for the fact that, like, now, uh, sadly, tragically, we will not have another chance to see him. Uh, he passed away in January of this year. I wanted to look up and make sure that, like, when filming was, like, maybe their hands were tied, they couldn't include him more. But filming on this show wrapped in October, so he was st- very much still alive and well. He died in a skiing accident, so it was a very unexpected death. Um I, I know he has Thad will know better than I do like who how he factors into the Moon Knight lore. I know he his alter ego is like the Midnight Man, I think. Um so I would have loved to see more of that. He was great in episode three. You know, we get to see his interactions with Layla um and, and Steven and Mark. 
Um, and he's a great actor. He played Hannibal Lecter, for God's sake. I mean, he's this is a, an established actor that I just I wish we had seen uh, more of him. And now again, yeah, it's just kind of baffling that they didn't factor in more because now we'll never get to see more of this character, which is a real bummer. So that's my nominee. Uh, Thad, who is your pick for the Wallflower nominee or award? Well, I guess I'll leave the obvious one for Dom because I am picking the. Uh, you know what? I- I'm picking someone who I think in real life, I know uh, Damon can especially appreciate. Um, I'm going with the Lucy Tackery, who plays Donna, everyone's worst and favorite uh, shitty boss. <laughs> I would I actually really like her performance because I would have picked um the actress who plays uh Mark and Steven's mom just because of uh you know what a great performance she puts on too because you have to in that little time frame that you have just knowing that the rest of the show is basically going to be focused on three actors for the most part you have to really kind of step in and make people hate you and i think donna just kind of did that perfectly in that little time frame it's like oh god i know her <laughs> like i don't know her but everyone knows her it's like oh god you and so <laughs> i'm picking that's my pick donna i love it she was not even like I, I had not even considered her because I, I remember when she shows up in the end of episode, I think four, when we get the shocking reveal of like the asylum, she's one of the patients there. And I was like, oh, are they going to bring her back into the fold? Kind of. I love that, that we don't see anymore. That's just like, yep, there's that annoying boss. You remember her? <laughs> um, OK, awesome. So these are some great nominees. Where are we leaning? What's what's getting the vote? Dom, where are you leaning? Do I get to nominate one, or am I just voting? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I, you know what, Dom? <laughs> fuck you. You can't nominate fuck anything. Me. That's fine. That's, yeah, go that's ahead. What's your, I was going to say, you guys are really like uh, playing with fire here, not nominating the obvious choice, thinking that I am going to, because I only wrote one name down, and it was not the person you guys were talking about, because I figured somebody <laughs> else would nominate them. Um. So before I nominate the obvious choice, I want to give a shout out to the only name I wrote down, and that's our great friend Gus. I need more Gus. Justice for Gus. <laughs> Every scene he was in was gripping and emotional. It was it, like uh, it, I wanted to know more about his story and 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 the fact that he wanted to go on adventures and maybe what adventures he got up to and what was going on when he wasn't in that tank. There's so many unanswered questions with Gus that I'm really tempted to pick him, but I guess for, for the better of the awards, I will go with the obvious choice and I will nominate Layla um, because <laughs> Layla is fucking fantastic. Uh, she was great in every scene she was in. Um, and I I would love like a Layla, a Layla spinoff series. I'd be here for that. I just want more of her. I want more of her in that suit at the end. She was fucking badass. She had a ton of great lines. Um, I don't remember a single scene she was in that I that was anything less than like a, a great scene. So I will be nominating Layla. Begrudgingly. Yeah, begrudgingly. I love the <laughs> Gus shout. Yeah. That's that's surprising. But you know what? Yeah. How did he get two fins or one fin or whatever the fuck gonna happen? These Who are knows? questions the people want answers to, Kyle. 
I don't Guess know how to we'll break it It's Nemo, uh, y'all. Okay. <laughs> that, that's uh, that's probably Gus number fourteen. Uh, I don't want to. No, no evidence <laughs> suggesting that that's Gus number fourteen. I don't want to hear that conspiracy shit. <laughs> oh, that's dark. That's rough. Uh, um, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and take it in for. Layla. Um, it, it has to be Layla. Like, Tarred is great. Anton was was really fun. Like for the time we got him, really really small amount of time. And Donna was good, even and even less. But Layla was just, she was probably the second or third leading person on top, like screen time. But really, it wasn't that much, and we could have gotten a lot more. Like two whole episodes essentially, where we really don't don't get her almost. And and I just she was fantastic everything so gripping and her chemistry with oscar which of course anyone has chemistry with oscar but she was just on another level so that's my uh kyle um i think i'm gonna stick with anton i I, layla is also a very like the natural i think we kind of hinted like the natural choice um she's Basically the second lead, if you think of like Oscar Isaac as Stephen and Mark. Arthur, he was actually someone I considered as well because he's not very fleshed out at the end of the show. I mean, for a show that starts with him like sticking his feet in glass, it really doesn't then do much with him after that. Um, so I, I considered him as well, but because it's Ethan Hawke, he just gives 110% in every scene. Um, Layla feels like a lead of the show. Like she gets her own suit at the end of the show. She has a really compelling backstory with her father um, that I think we'll definitely see more of in season two or, or wherever we next see Moon Knight. Um, so I, I, I love that she's being nominated and I love her, but I just, I feel like she works as a lead of the show. And the thing with, yeah, with basically all three of these, I love the tower at um, pick because she was great. And I, I don't know. I don't know if we'll see more of her. I guess with her being, with Layla being her avatar, we will see more. Um, but I, yeah, I just think that Anton is, yeah, he was a really compelling character. Again, I don't know anything about Midnight Man in the comics, but I just that would have been a fun kind of dynamic to see him play off of Moon Knight. Um, maybe they will and just recast the role. I, I I don't know if I want that, but yeah, it's just it, it's a, a shame that we didn't get to see more of him. So I'm gonna stick with that one. Um, Thad, what, what are you voting for? Who's your who's your pick? Yeah, I think I'll go with the obvious. I'll I'll pick Layla, but I do like the I do like your your points that you made for Midnight Man because I do think that he was coming back because we don't see a death. He just right. kind of he just on the horse and into the into the smoke. We don't see anything. That's it. Not even the dagger comes back. But uh, I'm. I have to pick Layla. She's just the too obvious pick, and I mean, she's. I really did want to see more of her. Although, even though it would have cost us more time with Oscar Isaac, I mean, she was just so good. Yeah, I can't argue with that. She was just batting a hundred the entire time. All right, Dom, is it a is it a three three pick for for Layla? Just to be clear, I cannot vote for Gus. That's off. The <laughs> that is off the table. All fourteen of him. <laughs> um, but surprisingly, Baymax is on the table. <laughs> no, 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 don't wait, do wait. it. No. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> don't do that. 
Um, so I, I came into this thinking Layla was the only choice. Um, and I kind of struggled, like, coming up with others. And I also struggled, like, writing her name down because, like you said, Kyle, she really is, like, the second lead in the show. And I feel like while, of course, I would like more time with her, we did get, like, a pretty decent amount of time with her. Um, and I had not even considered Anton before you talked about him here. And when you talked about him, it brought me back to watching that episode for the first time. And at the end of that episode, I just felt like, and when we didn't see him again, I was like, that felt like a character that I'm supposed to, like, know more about and is supposed to be more interesting or be more integral to this story that is now just gone. And it felt strange as someone who came into it um, with zero Moon Knight knowledge. Um, and so, yeah, I actually completely think that's a great nomination. And I'm going to go with Anton. And I'm going to tie it up here. Oh, boy. He's going to he's gonna tie it up when we our tiebreaker has not joined the call yeah, yet. I thought about that, but I thought, <laughs> you know, i gotta, I got to be true to myself, Kyle. I can't lie to the people. I love it. I it love it. will add a winner in posts. Yeah, I think that's what we'll and do is we'll we'll wait on our tiebreaker. Yeah, that'll that'll and everyone we'll, will find out before we did know. We'll keep everyone in suspense. Uh, won't, we're gonna you won't even to... know, guys. It'll happen in just a second. <laughs> hey, y'all, we are back from some technical difficulties. Turned out that I have too much trauma in my life and I actually had to kill my Stephen Grant. So Damon's dead now. Season two is kind of dark. Sorry, y'all. We're in the darkest timeline. No, uh, unfortunately, Damon is dealing with some internet problems. Um, they don't look like they can be fixed right now. So we're going to go ahead and carry on without him, but he will be here in spirit. Uh, we'll probably give some shout-outs to some of his noms. Um, we might get some help from producer extraordinaire Ana H. later on in the episode, but for now, we're just going to go on the three of us. So if you missed it earlier on, our first award is done. That is the Wallflower it's a tie. So we're going to jump to that later on with our, our producer, Anna, is going to break that tie between uh, Layla and Anton. But for now, let's go ahead and move on to that next award. All right. Next up, we have best quote. Lots of good lines in this show. Um, lots of Ethan Hawke waxing poetic about chaos. <laughs> uh, yeah, just lots of good stuff. Um, so we're going to jump to Thad. What is your nominee for best quote, sir? Uh, my nominee for best quote is actually from Amit, the god. Uh, Amit says, do not let the pain of the past control you. That was a great one. Yep. Said it to Harrow. Surprising that the two villains <laughs> had that quote in between each other. But uh, I just remember hearing it and I was like, ooh. Okay, Effie's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking pretty much the exactly the same thing when she said that. I was like, "Oh shit, hello." Yeah, <laughs> kind of comes out of nowhere one. too. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a solid one. I love it. Get some Amit representation here. I love it. All right, uh, Dom, who is or what's your nominee for best quote? Yeah, so I wrote down fourteen quotes, which is obviously what you guys want. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I will not be reading through all those. I do want to give one my, my one. Um, Honorable mention, as a vegetarian, I laughed very loud when he said, I eat one piece of steak, and then, bam, I go bonkers. <laughs> That's exactly what would happen to me. Um, no, but the, so coming off the heels of episode five, um, which I, I've said already, but was one of my favorite episodes of MCU television so far, 
towards the beginning of uh, episode six, we get a really emotional scene when uh, Mark goes back for Stephen in the sand. Um, and it kind of wrecked me a little. And he's telling him about how how Stephen basically never abandoned him and like that's why he was able to survive. And the one line that really stuck out to me is when he's grabbing his hand and he says, you are the only real superpower I ever had. Mm. And then kind of dies. And I was crying on my couch. Yep, that's the one. Uh, Dom <laughs> and I have, have discussed earlier about how we are the same person. That was my number one nominee. Um, so fuck you. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. I can, I can go with some others. Um, let's see. I have a couple. I'm going to go with one from the aforementioned um, episode five, the masterpiece of episode five. Uh, it's towards the end of the episode. We get one of the sessions. We keep jumping back between memories and like these sessions with Mark and, and uh, Dr. Arthur Harrow. Um, this comes at the end and basically Arthur is trying to kind of gaslight Mark into thinking that he's created all this in his head. And he says, do you think you created Steven to hide from all the awful things you feel you've done in your life? Or do you think Steven created Mark to punish the world for what your mother did to you? And that last part, like, Jesus Christ, that hits hard. Uh, the whole episode is just a really, really beautiful unpacking of like trauma and like the grief that Mark had. And that's kind of how he manifested Steven. And so this, I love that the whole episode really throughout the entire thing, you're still questioning about what's real and what's going on. And so that really fucks with you. And you're thinking, oh my God, like what is, who is the real person here? Um, and of course it's delivered by Ethan Hawke, who's just a great, great actor. So got to go with that one. Um, damn, these are great, great. Yeah, those are, all three of those are really good. I'm very torn. So I'm not going to choose first. I'm going to defer to Thad. Where, where are you leaning, my friend? I will, I think I'll pick my own, just because it just kind of shocked me and it hit me just out of nowhere, just like, whoa, whoa. all right, did not expect that, so I'll, I'll pick mine. I love it. Yeah, that one, it, yeah, it just, I'm, I'm, I'm sad I didn't even think about that, because it is, it comes out of nowhere, it comes from Ahmed of all people to Harrow. And it, it kind of is a great like summation of what the series is about. So that's that's a great pick. Uh, Dom, where are you leaning? Uh, yeah, so I think one of my only only nitpicks about uh, episode five was if if I could change things, I would have extended the episode to include that scene that uh, Mark saved Stephen in the sand. Um, I thought the only thing that kind of bothered me was like I I. And knew that Stephen wasn't actually dead, um, and so if they could have extended that, I think it just would have been more powerful. That said, I'm gonna also vote for mine uh, because that that whole sequence and like and that interaction was was really the climax for me of this like really emotional shit storm that we went through, um, and it hit me probably the hardest of any of the any of the quotes that I wrote down. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go ahead and vote for for that one as well. Um, like I said, it was my first nominee. I think it's just the one that the relationship between Mark and Steven is really special because I think after after Steven finds out that he is like a manifestation of Mark, we could have gone an inter interesting route of like conflict between the two of them. But I love that they have already just been through so much shit together that they now are just 
best friends. Like we've been doing a lot of like phase four has been doing a lot of like variant love, <laughs> you know, whether it's the questionable one with like Loki or you know, like no way home, like a lot of like these connections between different versions of the same person. And so I love that this is just, it really just is the same person, but these two personalities who love each other, they genuinely do love each other. And so that, that line, yeah, that broke me. That was a, a fantastic line. Um, I want to throw out some honorable mentions real quick to, uh, I mean, it's kind of become the catchphrase, but just Laters Gators is Laters Gators is number two on my board. Stephen Grant. I mean, that's great. Another Stephen one that had me laughing so hard because of the line delivery is from episode two when he puts on the suit and he's like, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. My name is Stephen with a V. It's just, uh, it's so good. So good. Why do we have the like same a- brain? That was like number four. On my board. <laughs> yeah, Lots of good. Also on my quotes. board. It's, I, fucking, um, I love yeah. that one. Yeah, I had one other one, but it's also for uh, from Mark to Stephen. It's the uh, you're not meant to see that. That's the whole point of you. Ooh, yeah. It's like really funny, but also when you think about it, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one hurts. Yeah. I had I had two from from Layla. Um, one of them was, why do all men like you feel it necessary to be just so condescending? Oh, so good. And the other one where she went into full like better version of Indiana Jones mode. Uh, and she said, I don't steal. They've already been stolen. That's what people forget. I take them off the black market and return them to their rightful owners. I might keep a few to pay the bills. <laughs> nice. A great line. Love it. All right. We have our winner. Let's move on. And the winner. You are the only real superpower I ever had. Mark Spector, Gods and Monsters. That's right, the Easter Egg Award. This is a big one. Every MCU uh, property is just jam-packed with Easter eggs and references, whether it's to the MCU itself or the comics or really anything. Uh, This is no exception. Lots of great Easter eggs, some interactive Easter eggs, which is cool. Um, So, Dom, kick us off. What is your nominee for the Easter Egg Award? Yeah, so I wrote two. Um, I think I'm going to go with the one that I actually caught, like, in the moment and didn't have to, like, read online about. And that is when... Um, Tawar, uh mentions the ancestral plane mm. when uh, when they first get on that in the boat in the in the underworld. I thought that was a really cool shout out to I mean one of the, like most beautiful sequences in all of the MCU. Um, and her saying how beautiful it is was great. Um, I hope that counts as an Easter egg, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it's it works on two levels of like one, it's an Easter egg to a previous movie with Black Panther, and then works as a great like nod to how different cultures perceive the afterlife, which is really cool. So yeah, that's that's a great pick. Uh, Thad, what you got? What's your nominee for the Easter egg award? Uh, mine is for the comic book fans. This one is um, when you're when you see uh, the flip phone and you see all these calls: Layla, 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 Do Champ, Layla, Layla. Yep. Uh, Do Champ is it's Frenchie from the comics, and um, uh, for the non-comic readers, um, there's a lot of comparisons that DC uh, comic readers like to make between Moon Knight and Batman, and they lovingly call him uh, Moon Knight Alfred. <laughs> Everyone needs an Alfred. Everyone needs an Alfred. I love it. Yeah, that 
I remember watching that, not knowing who Frenchie was, but like seeing that obviously that it was deliberate that there was that one name that stuck out. So that's that's a great call. Um, I'm gonna go with a lighter one, just kind of a fun joke. Uh, it's become kind of a really fun running joke in the MCU. The superhero landing, right? Like in episode two, summon the suit. Uh, Steven drops down and does this badass Iron Man pose, and then slowly just kind of tilts over and falls because he's new at this. I was just waiting for Yelena to just walk around that bus like such a poser. Uh, great, great call to like, yeah, again, one of my favorite now like running jokes in the entire MCU. I love when franchises have gotten so big that they can get like self-referential. So yeah, that's that's got to be my pick. Um, all right. Again, another great batch of noms. Uh, Thad, where are you leaning? I'm... I hate to do it, but I got to vote for myself, too. I got to do it again. <laughs> I, I love do. I love Frenchie. I love Frenchie. <laughs> I love Frenchie. I love it. Yeah, that's now I want to read the comics for a lot of reasons, but I do want to see like what his other his roster of like supporting characters are like. So that's that's a great call. Uh, Dom, where are you leaning? Uh, yeah, I think I'll give it to that. Uh, I think uh, I feel like in the spirit of an Easter egg like that, that feels, I don't know, more of a classic Easter egg. Um, and I think I'll defer to someone who has read the comics um, and is more familiar with with the stuff that Easter eggs are primarily, you know, there for. Um, so I'll go with that. And like you just said, I also would like to now dig into it more and find out who this uh, Alfred character is. Yeah, is he, <laughs> does he like get in on the action or is he more of a, just kind of an Alfred type ally like in, in the background? No, no, he does get in on the action. He was actually there when he gets selected to be Moon Knight. Oh, so is he like a fellow mercenary? He is. Okay. Wow, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, it's a clean sweep. I, that, that's, yeah, he, that's an intriguing shout to me. I, I want to learn more about Frenchie. And I always love, like, the MCU is great about if they make a reference to the comics, it's not super obscure to where like two people will notice it, but it's still, it makes you kind of feel like a little cooler than everyone else. When you know, like WandaVision was chock full of that stuff, right? Like when you would see something, you're like, Oh, I've read Tom King. I'm cooler than everyone else right now. Like it's, it kind of makes you feel a little better. So yeah, that's a great poll. Um, the only other one that I had like an honorable mention was Madripoor gets another shout out, of course, in episode three. I love the way they're bringing in Madripoor. I hope we get to see more of it. And the Global Repatriation Council. There's like an ad for it on one of the double-decker buses in the background yeah. that I noticed on rewatch. Um, that was my only other honorable mention. Yeah, that's a great one. All right, let's move on to that next award. And the FE goes to the name drop of Jean-Paul Frenchie Duchamp in The Goldfish Problem. That's right, the Kodak moment, a brand new award just for this one. Uh, this came on recommendation from our, our lovely producer extraordinaire, Anna H. Uh, yeah, I mean, Moon Knight, probably one of the most well-shot MCU things yet. I mean, every single shot in this show could be like a fucking poster. Um, so we're going with basically the Kodak moment is the best single shot in, uh, in an episode of Moon Knight. So, Dom, what is your nominee for the Kodak, Kodak moment? This is the most stat category, I think, because this yep. show is fucking stunning. Um, and I hate you for picking me first, but that's fine. I think my gut 
I gotta go with my gut since I've got like three or four here that I could genuinely pick and vote for. Um, the one that stands out to me the most, and especially I think when I rewatched it, the one the one I remember when I first saw it being like, holy shit, that's fucking incredible, uh, is the sequence when uh, when the scene when Tanchu is turning back time in the sky, and I think it's all beautiful, but to me, I think that when he finally gets to the specific like date they're trying to get to, and you see all of the fucking all of the stars and the con- it's just it's all it's all beautiful, and the shots in between are beautiful. I know this is a single shot, but like seeing that like the sky pulsating in like the in the windows of cars and shit, and seeing everyone in um, in the city like seeing this shit happen, and, and I have no idea what I would even be thinking if I saw that <laughs> in the sky. Be like, did I eat some? Mushrooms earlier? Did I, what's going on? Uh, but that was the one I think that uh, on first watch for me was the was the most stunning, uh, and so it stood out to me. No. Tanshu, that that old bastard. He knows how to make a beautiful shot. That's for sure. Um, all right, Thad, what is your nominee for the Kodak moment? Uh, mine is going to be. I think it's going to be the Fields of Reed. Mm. Yeah. A great one because uh just because when you're that episode mostly is a little dark and then once he hits the field of reed it just boom just light and then you see everything and it's just uh doesn't he, i think he describes it as quiet it's his mm. uh and it's just a you know it's exactly what it is it's a beautiful plane but it's quiet and you can just see everything everything is bright and it it's everything that Mark has always wanted. So uh, yeah. that's just a beautiful shot. I feel yeah. like it does something else super impressive too, because like, unsurprisingly, I think episode five is the most beautiful episode. Um, but even in an episode of like these really beautiful shots when they're in the underworld, when they're, when they're like with the purpley, blue, yellow sky and everything, even in an episode that's incredibly beautiful and well shot, you get to that scene, it's like you take it up another notch. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit. We have another level to go to. Yep. And like you said, it's just like, especially when you rewatch it, that whole episode is very dark. And you get to that scene and it's just super bright yellow with white. And it's like, it's it's stun- it's really stunningly beautiful. Yeah. Uh, that's a great pick. Um, all right. I am going to go with, those were my first two noms, but I'm going to go with one that I think also, it just, it's kind of, it's not a single shot. It, I mean, it is, but it kind of rotates and like transforms as the more you watch it. And so this is from the end of um, the tomb episode four, or I like to call it the mummy light um, right before we get the revelation that he's in the asylum Mark gets shot by Arthur Harrow. And then you get this shot of him just sinking through the water and it's like on him. And then it kind of rotates behind him. It almost gave me like skyfall vibes, right. Of like that opening sequence when when bond gets shot um it is fucking gorgeous like the cinematography in this show in general is just on another level but that shot is just so cool because you get the yeah the shot of his face as he's being like pulled into the water and then it rotates around on him just really really beautiful stuff um yeah once again (laughs) three fantastic nominations uh i have no clue where to go with this so thad where are you leaning my friend who gets your vote uh dom took my first pick so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with dom's pick 
That is Khonshu turning back the night sky, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's just so dizzying and like disorienting, but also beautiful. It's just, yeah, that's a great. It's dizzying, but almost still too somehow. Yeah. 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 100%. Um, that's a great pick. So Dom, are you sticking with that one? Is that getting uh, your vote as well? Well, since you were a real asshole and made me go first in this category, I'm just going to be an asshole right back and make you decide which one wins. So I'm going to vote for Thad because that was a very, very close second on my board. And I really, I really love uh, that scene. So I'm going to go with, uh, with when Mark arrives at the, the field of reeds and I'll let our fearless host, Kyle, decide what was the unequivocally best shot of this beautiful series. All right, bitch. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Oh, this is so tough. Um, I'm yeah. I'm gonna go with the field of reeds as well. It is. I don't know about y'all, but it gave me really big gladiator vibes, right? Of like when he dies and he's kind of walking through to see his wife and kid, and God, it's just so emotional. Like for an episode that I spent a good bit of the episode crying anyway. Like I get to that ending and it's just so it's weird because it's like very peaceful and beautiful, but because of the shit that just went down, it's also really traumatic. And you're like, no, I, I go back, like go get Steven. <laughs> it's just, it's, and then the, the song that comes in right there at the end is just, it's gorgeous. So that's, yeah, that is the vote for, for the Kodak moment. One, one quick shout to, um, the very first episode when Steven like sees Kanchu for the first time, Damon mentioned this show, like not going horror, but that is a horrifying moment before I even knew what Kanchu was. I was like, that thing is going to eat him. It's going to fuck him up. <laughs> yep, did not like disliked. <laughs> <laughs> did not like we'll skip. <laughs> All right. We have a winner. Let's move on. The winner is. Mark standing in the field of reeds at the end of Asylum. Welcome back. And before we jump to our next award, we are joined by our good pal and producer extraordinaire, Anna H. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Just got back from improv, so I'm all I'm all excited. Chaotic energy abounds. Yeah. <laughs> put Thad and I on the same episode again with Dom. So I feel like this could either be really great or really bad. I guess oh, we'll find out. We never learn. We never learn. <laughs> so uh, we have a tiebreaker for you to decide on. So our very first award, the wallflower award, uh, we had the following nominees. We had uh, Thad's nominee was Lucy Thackeray as Donna. Um, just the annoying boss. We had Damon's nominee was Antonia Salib as Tawaret. Um, my nominee was Gaspard Ulio as Anton Mogart, and Dom's nominee was May Kalamawi as Layla El Fowley. And there was a tie between Layla and Gaspard. So Gaspard. Oh, <laughs> right up. Vindicated. <laughs> what? It was like the last main thing he did before he died. How do you not give it yep. to him? That was that's what that's why I nominated it. I mean, he will never get to see that character again unless they recast it. So, all right, I feel better about that one because we were all saying like Lay Layla was kind of the the slam dunk there, but I'm glad we went with uh, with Anton. She, she's not a slam dunk for that. She's like the secondary main. You just say it, Oscar, Oscar, and Oscar. <laughs> this is why Anna is our producer because she keeps us in line. All right, we have our winner for that. Let's move on to that dunk award. 
All right. So the Dunk Award, we, you know, like we mentioned at the top, we liked this show, warts and all. Um, but sometimes talking about those warts is fun. So we are going to jump to Dom first. What is your nominee for the Dunk Award? Basically the biggest mistake or your question or biggest fuck up in the show. I'm really grateful that you asked me first because because uh, I didn't have any other nominees. Because this one, I was screaming. Like I was yelling at my TV while it was happening. Uh, in episode three, when Kanchu decides to like call that that like tribunal of uh, to have like a trial basically and accuse Harrow of doing exactly what he's doing, um, all the guys get there and they're like, "All right, let's like hear you guys out." And Kanchu accuses Harrow, and instead of like you know being gods and being like, "Let's go check out what he was doing. Maybe we could verify this with some evidence." It's not like he has like a hundred or two hundred people in the desert like digging up a tomb. That would be wild. They just like do a vibes check on him. And they're like, Yeah, you know what? He seems like a cool guy and like what he's saying, I bet that's probably true. And so they fucking just rule in his favor and then and let the, the villain get away with villain shit and like just shit on uh Kanchu, who admittedly deserves to be shit on a lot. But in this case, is one of the rare cases he does not deserve to be shit on, uh, and they just go to town. So that is uh, that was my biggest yell at TV slash dunk moment of the whole series, and I'm still mad about it. There, there are four guarantees <laughs> in life: life, death, taxes, and the gods being stupid. That's that's it. Uh, let's move <laughs> on to Thad. What is your nominee for the Dunk Award? Oh boy, I've uh, I'm torn between a few of them. Um. Oh, jeez. Do I go with one that bothered me as a comic book fan, or do I go with the one that just made me cringe when I heard it? Uh, all right, you know what? I'll go with the one that made me cringe. Um. It was right in the last episode. Um, Layla is just being a badass, and the little girl looks at Layla and she says, "Are you an Egyptian superhero?" what why just she uh, but the thing that gets me is that she responds in arabic why, why did we need the egyptian parts uh, what is it i i feel so vindicated by this because i felt like an asshole for hating that moment because obviously i understand the sentiment <laughs> behind it and it's like a very it's a sweet moment, right? For representation's sake, it's really great. <laughs> but it's just not executed very well at all. So that's, yeah. <laughs> I love you, that. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't uh, imagine it happening in, like, another... You, you know what? Uh, we're not going to spoil anything from Multiverse, but can you imagine if someone went up to America and was like, are you a Hispanic superhero? Like... <laughs> While she's jumping through a portal, <laughs> right? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that was that was a little rough. Um, all right, Anna, do you want to jump on with nominees? Do you have one off the top of your head? I need like thirty more seconds, so yeah. you do yours. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go with again. If we didn't do Wallflower with Anton, I was gonna save that for this. Just him being reduced to one episode. Um, but yeah, since he won Wallflower, I'm going to go ahead and go with, I don't have a ton of like specific, I, my biggest dunk, and I don't know if 
this is too negative on the show. I'm going to go with just the big, the way the finale is resolved of just, it's essentially just two fights. And one of them is just the fucking Power Rangers. Um, Look, I mean, like the MCU is going to be the MCU no matter what. These shows are going to end with a fight. Like no matter what, it's going to end with this big fight. I just, for a show that was, for for five episodes so unique and like actually trying something different i was really hoping episode six was going to be like this big mind fuck of like maybe we see something where kanji starts fucking with harrow again and we get a harrow pov or like something different but instead yeah we get admittedly a cool looking fight like moon knight suiting up with layla and fighting together is really dope like that was cool Layla looked wildly hot in that suit. Like, it was great. I loved it. But for that to be, like, the big finale, it's just more of the same. Like, it's it, that's that's been every Disney Plus show. Um, I hated it with WandaVision right at the very beginning of all these shows, and I hate it now with this. It's just, like, give us something different for once. So that's that's my nom. Uh, is that enough time? Anna, do you have a nominee? I do. And I think Thad's gonna, he might agree with me on this one. I don't know. Uh, Did anyone else get Sailor Moon vibes whenever Moon Knight transformed? Like every time the costume (laughs) change came on, it was like, in the name of the moon, I'll punish you, like in the back of our minds. (laughs) Or is that just me? With the ribbons just like surrounding him and just like slowly surrounding. Yeah. I I did not expect a a Sailor Moon reference here, but it was standing. It was facing me all. It was right in front of my face all along. That's yeah. I'm not going to be able Moon, to unsee that. Prism now. power. <laughs> <laughs> Title of the episode right there. Moon yeah, prism power. Right, right there. Uh, all right, those are really good noms. Uh, Dom, where are you leaning? Leaning, my friend. Uh, I'm gonna have to stick with mine because it. Uh, revisiting it now has made me actually feel anger again. So I'm going to go with the one that still makes me angry. Although they were all great nominees and I would, uh, yeah, they're all great, but I'm going to stick with mine. All right. We have one vote for the gods just taking that L once again. You know what I am most excited about for Thor Love and Thunder is you see all those motherfuckers get butchered by gore. <laughs> they had this coming. They're just fucking yeah. stupid idiots. Like Also, just... I want to be clear. I'm fine with like with uh, the the plot device of God making mistakes and being stupid, but at least make it like believe reasonable. like have somewhat reasonable like why they would make this decision kind of or like not just take the simple step of looking in the fucking de- yeah, yep. go on. Yeah. <laughs> the man has glass in his Crocs. Fucking like, wild. We just decided a vibes check was this trial. That's what we're doing. They had just watched Reality Bites. They were like, I like this guy. He's got a good vibe to him. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to Thad. Who is, or what's, what's your vote for the Dunk Award? You know, uh, you said it with the, with it reminding you, like, did Power Rangers... Are they still doing the big monster battles better? It's like, <laughs> yeah, they're kind of doing it better. And then, you know, like what Dom said, the you believe the man with glass in his Crocs? Like, <laughs> like just, just walk outside. Literally, just walk outside. <laughs> like, and you'll see. 
his followers are probably just like outside the club, just waiting for him to walk out. Like, did they believe you? Yeah, can you believe it? Like, <laughs> does but that get the, your vote? No, it's the one that made me cringe the most. Just like, are you an Egyptian superhero? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm voting for that. It just made me cringe. It's Marvel sometimes likes to do too much, where they could just, if they could just like tighten it up just a little, just not do too much it would be like they ruin their own perfect moment that they're trying to capture by just doing a little bit too much yeah yeah it's like setting up a really cool moment and then they get a little too full of it and they're like now we're gonna bask in it for a second and then it gets ruined yeah that's a that's very yeah uh anna what gets your vote for the dunk award all right, list the nominees for me again. We got Egyptian superhero. We have the uh, we have the gods two. ruling in Harrow's favor, and we have the finale just being a big monster fight. And your and your your nominee with the <laughs> the Sailor Moon transformation. I'm not gonna go with Sailor Moon, even though that's in the back of my mind the clear winner. Um, I'm gonna go with the finale, right? Because I think with a lot of the phase four endings, the finales have been falling short and the best work has been kind of in the middle. And we don't really have a clear definition as to whether or not we are getting a season two or a movie. It just wrapped it up a little bit too neatly for me with that ending. Although if we didn't have that credit scene, I would have just been like, okay, Moon Knight's done. Like forever. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for Jake Blockley. Um, uh, yeah, okay, so I'm I'm going to vote with Thad because I, before he nominated that, I really did feel like an asshole, and I was like, maybe I'm being too critical. But yeah, for, also just in the context of, like, picture you're this little girl, and you see these two giant monsters fighting. Your life is in imminent danger, but no, you're going to stop and ask this stranger you've never seen before, are you an Egyptian superhero? <laughs> Uh, it's kind of rough. It's it's a tough look. Um, if you want something more nuanced like that, that doesn't have like over the top dialogue, Falcon and Winter Soldier, when Bucky saves that van full of people and doesn't say a word and they all thank him, that's a great moment. They didn't have to like point out the fact that that's a big hero moment for him. It's just unsaid. But yeah, we don't. We, yeah, I'm not gonna talk anymore about that Egyptian thing. That's just that's rough. Uh, let's move on to the next award. And the winner. Are you an Egyptian superhero? All right, we've got most memeable moment. Say that three times fast. I will not. Uh, our favorite meme, favorite joke, favorite thing that was made into a meme in the show. Dom, what is your nominee for the most memeable moment? Uh, for whatever reason, I had a tough time with this, but um, the one that I went back to and liked the most i guess or the the one that stuck out to me was uh the moment when they're in the psych ward and they open the door and they see <laughs> Tor for the first time and we see both of their dumb sweet faces like looking shocked and then <laughs> it just goes back to her and for a second like you're not sure if she's gonna be like a monster and then just with the sweetest voice ever she raises her hand goes hi uh that'll be my nominee i love i i could rewatch that over and over. Tower at, we don't deserve her. It's just the sweetest, sweetest hippo. 
Uh, Thad, do you, what's your nominee for the most memeable moment? I've already seen a few memes just in the past couple of days about this, but the uh, the drip that Khonshu has got going on in the, in the final scene of uh, of Moon Knight, like he's Khonshu just rolling in in like a Rolls Royce with like a slick like suit, and like my man Khonshu cleans up real nice. <laughs> it's the pose too. He's got the cross legs, and he's... yeah. <laughs> He's on his way to the Met Gala. It's just, yeah. oh man, that's a good one. That's yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, Anna, do you have a nominee? You want me to go with mine? I mean, I'm kind of just making this up as I go along. I wasn't planning on hosting oh, yeah. tonight, but I think a really good one would be the three versions of uh, Mark just pointing at each other, right? You have Jake, Steven, and Mark in the Spider-Man format just kind of <laughs> finger guns aiming each other. I know it's not a meme moment in the show, but that's what I'm going with. But it is a meme, so it counts. And that, the Spider-Man meme, I love it, and I will use it in anything, but it has been, like, almost done to death at this point. It works really well for Moon Knight, because obviously, like, that's the same person. And with Oscar being, having already been in a physical representation of that meme in, in Into the Spider-Verse, like, it works on a couple levels. Um, all right, I asked a question in our group chat earlier if a TikTok counted. I'm going to send a TikTok to our good friends uh, and, and have them watch it. Otherwise, there will be no context. So I'm going to send this in the group chat, because there is a TikTok that's been making the rounds... Um, basically since I think the pilot really, I mean, it's changed as we've gotten more information in the show, but the audio comes from an episode of adult swim that I have no context for as most great TikToks work. Um, so we're going to have, uh, our panelists watch this TikTok, uh, and I won't spoil it. I, I think Dom. I think Dom is a fan. Yeah, I, was, I was. I was not ready for that. I was watching. I was like, "This is what he's going with," and then <laughs> got got me by surprise. Hit my funny bone. Just just the right spot there. <laughs> uh, oh, that yeah. was really funny. So, I mean, Nick, explaining it over an audio podcast isn't is effective. But basically, we have we have uh, Mark talking to Stephen through a mirror saying that God spelled back, dog spelled backwards is God. And he says, that's right, Tracy, it is. And we have Conchu entering the frame. Kill your parent, parents, Tracy. Uh, it's, I feel like that, again, made its rounds as early as episode one with like Conchu and Mark just terrorizing Steven. Because that's really like, that's the, the most fun part of those first couple episodes. Poor, sweet, innocent Steven just has no idea what's coming to him. Um, yeah. So those are our, our four noms. A lot of great memes from this show. Um, let's go to Dom. What is your vote for the most memeable moment? Uh, I feel like this is uh, recency bias, but I, that just made me laugh out loud. So I'm going to go with the, with the TikTok because <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, all right. We got one vote for Kill killing you. our parents. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, even now it gives it better context because Mark definitely should have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go to Thad. What is your vote for the most memeable moment? You know, I, one of my other options that I was going to go with was 
uh, something to do with Mark and Steven looking at themselves in a the mirror, and your TikTok kind of just does that, so I'm going to go with your TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> the man in the mirror gets another another uh, vote. Uh, Anna, what, what are you voting for? Kill your parents, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever want to watch the Adult Swim episode. I don't. I don't want context. It's just so much better without context. Um, yeah, it's a clean sweep. I was hoping. I was hoping that would be a hit. So we're gonna go with, <laughs> with kill your parents, Tracy. Um, uh, there's a couple honorable mentions though. There was one of uh, I love any meme with Harrison Ford because it's Harrison Ford. But there's one where the I'm sending it now. But the top panel is. How I feel about Stephen Grant, and it's Harrison Ford saying "baby boy, baby," and then it's how I feel about Mark Spector, and it's just Harrison Ford saying "evil." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good summation of how I feel about those two characters. Um, yeah, Anna. I'm gonna need to see this meme like after this call. You all know oh, how much I love Harrison Ford. <laughs> it's in the group chat. Yeah, it's right there Fantastic. in the group chat. Um, a lot of bangers, a lot of good memes from this show. Um, all right, we are going to move on to that next award. Let's do it. The Effie goes to Kill Your Parents, Tracy. All right, the Valedictorian. This is a big one. This is the best performance. We, you know, we kind of talked in the group chat about how necessary this is, considering, you know, we'll, let's go to the noms and then we can talk about how necessary the award is. But, uh, Dom. Kick us off with uh, your nominee for the valedictorian. Yeah, so I'm going to repay the favor to all of you that you gave to me at the beginning. And by not picking the most obvious, I'll let one of you guys do that. Um, and so instead, I will use my nomination time to talk about how amazing Handsome Hawk was. Um, I think we all know Ethan Hawk is an amazing actor. Um, so, like, it wasn't a surprise, I guess, in the same way that Oscar wasn't. But it still was just incredible. Like... Like the, ener like, the energy that he brought to this character, making him, like, this super charismatic and, like, obviously, like, sort of like a cult leader energy was pretty great. And one of the things that I've, I, I don't know if loved about this character is the right wording, but appreciated about the construction of this character is that, like, this whole show is similar to, like, WandaVision in that, like, it's, it's unpacking a lot of trauma and dealing with, with, these, with these deeper issues. And Harrow is, like almost a direct result of his traumas as well, right? With Kanchu and all of the shit that happened with that. And like, I wish that we would have gotten to dive a little deeper into, into that backstory. Maybe we will in the future. And this is not like a pro hero take, don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, but I, but I liked the nuance that he brought to that character. And I liked, I liked, I liked the choices he made and like, and just the overall construction of, of, of that character's mental makeup and, why he was doing the things, whether or not you agreed with the motivations or not, like it made sense in terms of like, I understand why that character is doing that. Um, and so I thought that was pretty cool. And he's just so handsome also. So. He is the handsomest talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's move on to Thad. Who is your nominee yeah. for the valedictorian? I will also not pick the obvious one <laughs> and I will pick, um, you know what? I'm going to go with, the god with the the best drip. I'm gonna go with the with Conchu, F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> I think that uh, 
you know, I think we're all pretty big fans of uh, cartoons and voice acting, and I don't think it gets enough respect for how difficult it is to pretty much stand in a room by yourself and just, you know, act as if you're actually there on set. Uh, I know that when you see the behind the scenes, you see a lot of actors, you know, acting with uh, with tennis balls and stuff like that. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, acting by yourself in a room just looks like a pretty small room, too. Just talking into a microphone and just pretending like you're there with Steven and Mark and everyone. Like, there's a real level of difficulty there that that I don't think people get enough credit for. And, you know, he's an Oscar winner, so you're expected to be good, but still it's, it's really difficult. So I'm going to, he's getting my vote. I love it. F. Murray Abraham, one of the most recognizable voices out there. I love it. Um, Anna, are you also dodging the obvious or are you going with, with the one who is your nominee for the valedictorian? No, fuck that. I'm going, I'm taking the obvious choice. I don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar Isaac, he played three different characters. Come on. And he was acting with himself half the time. It was incredible work. And it's funny, when you watch most of the first episode, you go, this is not a very Oscar Isaac role. Like, what is happening here? Like, he did a good job, and then he popped up in the mirror, and you go, and there's our guy. There he is. <laughs> he did a phenomenal job. I'm just so impressed with his acting skills with each role that he gets he just gets better and better and better yeah that's uh, yeah i i was gonna go with the bit if anna somehow didn't go with him as well and be like so jb in the first episode you know the guy in gold <laughs> he's the best no uh i loved him but uh yeah i'm i'm gonna go ahead and just give a nom- nomination to may kalamawi as uh layla el fowley we've already talked about her a good bit she's great um yeah i i think that in a show that is so heavily focused on these personalities of of steven and mark and later jake it's easy to maybe like forget about the other performances but yeah like with with arthur with Conchu and layla they're all really great and they anchor the show and especially layla having the backstory of her father um i, I love the way she's factored into the plot but I'll go ahead and kick voting off because this has, I mean, this literally has to be a, a clean sweep. This is the Oscar Isaac show. I mean, he's in one in six episodes. I think he enters the, like the pantheon of all time. Great MCU performances. I don't know if he, I would put him, there was a post in one of our Facebook groups the other day about like top four um, MCU performances. I don't know if I would put him up there, maybe just because of like how recent it is. But I think the more I sit with it, just the more impressed I am. Like the way they start with Steven, I think writing wise, it's a great writing choice to start with Steven so that we're thrown off the scent of him, you know, not being real. Um, but Oscar Isaac, just like Anna said in that first episode, that is not Oscar Isaac, him being this bumbling idiot who works at the, uh, the gift shop. Um, I mean, yeah. And then the scene with him in the mirror, you just, there, there's Oscar Isaac. And then, over the the six episodes, and then especially in episode five, he's just putting on a clinic. Like it, it very much reminded me of Elizabeth Olsen in WandaVision, who we already love. Like we love Wanda, but the way that she 
elevates her performance in that show is just Emmy worthy. Like I'll be shocked if, if Oscar Isaac is not at the Emmys later on this year or next year, whenever it happens. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my vote. Um, Thad, who are you voting for? Uh, I am going to vote for Layla. No, I'm kidding. It's uh, love her, but it's Oscar Isaac. All right. Uh, Dom, who's your vote? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, this is going to be a clean sweep. I mean, it has to be. Like, uh, Oscar Isaac is one of my favorite actors ever. Um, and this performance, I'm not sure exactly where it ranks in my personal rankings that I know everyone cares about, but it ranks pretty fucking high. Um, and I think that is a credit to the other nominees. Like you were saying, like, it's it's an impressive feat in itself that, that Layla and Handsome Hawk weren't like they they their acting performances stood up like on their own again like going against this like all-time performance um but even with that said like it's it's an all-time performance it's it's oscarizing all right anna does that get the clean sweep of course it does you think i'm gonna go against my own nominee (laughs) this one's blatantly obvious (laughs) yes it is that's correct uh yeah he gets the clean sweep oscar isaac Please make more things for the rest of your life. We love you. All right, let's move on to that next award. Was there any doubt the Effie goes to Oscar Isaac as Stephen Grant, Mark Spector, and Jake Lockley? All right, we are on to the best memory, best scene in Moon Knight. Basically, our our best moment, best scene in all six episodes of Moon Knight. Let's jump to Thad. What is your nominee for the best memory? Oof. Um, uh, there's two of them. Do I go with the both of them comic book related? One of them, I think, hyped up a lot more people. I'll go with mine, even though I know there's no chance it's going to win. Um, <laughs> a comic book fans of the of the Moon Knight books, they know about Mr. Knight and if when Mr. Knight in the show rolls up his sleeves, I think most comic fans are like, oh my god, he's doing the thing. He's doing the thing. He's rolling up his sleeves and he's fighting. He's rolling up his sleeves. So so for me, that was my thing. I know it's no chance it's winning. And I'm the only one who would vote for it, but that's my pick. You gotta speak your truths. You gotta live them. Yeah, that's why we love the pick because it's a, you gotta vote for it. That that's that's what you think. Uh, that's a great nom. I love it. Mister Knight is just he's got the drip. He's got the drip. Uh, let's go to Dom. What is your nom for best memory? Uh, so I was a little torn between two that really stood out to me. One of them is a little shorter though, so I'm gonna go with the longer one, and you guys can decide like when this scene starts and ends. But essentially, it's like the Stephen origin story sequence, right? Of Mark finally letting Stephen see these past memories. Um, and when we get to see Mark in his room, like, and with his mom banging on the door, and he's freaking out, and he looks up at the poster, and then he's like Stephen, right? And he's like, I got to get this room clean before that whole, that whole sequence is incredible. The acting is like, is again we just talked about Oscar Isaac, but like it's the shit that he's doing in those scenes are are, are really is, is really amazing. And it's like part of why this show um hit as as hard as it did for me when it hit. Um 
and yeah, I think I could talk a, a while about this scene, but I thought it was just like really beautiful, really emotional, really fucked up and in, in, in the right way and, uh, and handled really well. So. I love it. Steven's origin. Anna, what's your nom for best memory? Uh, before we go into my nom, I just kind of want to piggyback off of Dom's nomination here. Even the nuances with the metaphor of the staircase effectively peeling back the subconscious, and it's just like a never-ending staircase going into the nuances of his mind is just fucking beautiful, right? Yeah. The way that they were able to interpret that in cinematography in a way that felt organic was just unreal. Um, for my personal pick, though... <laughs> I'm actually surprisingly going to go with a horror scene in episode two, which anyone who knows me knows that I really hate horror, but I think it was fantastically done. And when you look at the usage of mirrors in that scene, right, there's always at least two versions of Oscar Isaac, right? So you can kind of see Stephen and Mark, right? And then some of them you could even see three, so alluding to Jake. Um, it was a way that was spooky, but not terrifying to the point where I wouldn't shut off my TV. I was really sucked in and enthralled. And I just think in terms of actual cinematography, it was beautifully done. Is this, I'm sorry, are we, just to clarify the exact, is this the scene where he's like, right before he fights the, uh, the hellhound? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. No, is... no, no, no. It was the one in the elevator with the old lady. And she's like, oh, oh, I'm gonna go visit my friend. Okay. Yes. Jesus. Yes. That is a great moment. Okay. Um, all right. Ooh, let's see. I've still got a lot of picks. Uh, what to go with? I'm gonna go with Dom already touched on like the heart of episode five, so I'll save that one for like an an honorable uh, mention. But I'm gonna oh. go with. Yeah, basically another one from episode five kind of later on of we got Steven's origin and then also Mark's origin in becoming Moon Knight. Basically, um, Mark and Steven are shown the memory of Mark as a mercenary, you know, crawling into that temple for Khonshu and then Khonshu kind of, you know, uh, deciding that he will become kind of his fist of vengeance and uh and and moon knight and the 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 kind of the specific shot where he's like standing up and the suits coming around it whether it's like sailor moon or not like it's just this really badass moment of like it's really dark when you have the context of it but it's still this really cool like vindicating moment of how how mark became uh moon knight so i'm gonna go with that one um, all right, we've got four solid noms. We've got Mr. Knight suiting up for the first time. We've got uh, Stephen and Mark doing their best Michael Jackson impression in episode two. We've got uh, basically the origin of Stephen Grant um, in episode five, and we've got Mark becoming Moon Knight in episode five. So, Dom, where are you leaning? What's your vote? I'm going to have to vote for my own. I'm going to keep it with my nomination. I love that scene. It's one of my favorite scenes in all of the MCU like shows so far. I thought it was it was really amazing. And so, yeah, I'll go with my own. All right. Thad, what gets your vote? Yeah, I'll go with the origin of Stephen. Stephen with the V. <laughs> I think me Stephen with the V. Uh, yeah, that's... That's two votes for, honestly, the most emotional scene in the entire show. Uh, uh, Anna, is that 
going to be a third vote. What, what gets your vote? I'm actually going to vote for my own, but if I didn't nominate that, that would have been a second. That would have been my first choice. I know a lot of people hated that scene because they're like, it, it's so messed up. I'm like, yes, child abuse is messed up, but it happens. And I think it really illuminated a lot of things that is wrong with society. And you just really feel for him as a human being. And you really understand why he did that, especially when they depict who Stephen Grant was and like where he came from. I just, it was beautifully done. Yeah. Um, all right. I, oh God. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with, um, with the origin of Steven as well. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a perfect moment. I mean, it's a perfect realization of, again, where Steven has come from, like why he, why he exists. Um, Thad mentioned in his honorable mentions of the line that comes, I think right after that of, uh, you know, you're not supposed to see that. That's the point of view. Like that is just, yeah. I, I love this kind of the subversion of, a lot of times in stories, when there are stories depicting DID or or multiple personalities, um, someone manifests a personality to protect them from their trauma. But I love in that moment of Mark shielding Stephen from that and protecting him because Stephen is basically his innocence. And I think that yeah, it's just really profound. Um, that's a that's a great pick. Uh, I had one or had a couple honorable mentions. Um, the opening scene of Harrow, ugh, yeah, uh, sticking his feet in some glass is just a wild way to start this show. Um, I was not prepared for that. Um, later on in episode five, it's pretty shortly after the, the moment we just gave the award to, but Stephen comforting Mark and telling him that like it wasn't his fault is just really, really good and beautiful and, and all the things. Um, and then the end of episode one, like the first time we see Moon Knight in his suit is a really cool moment. Do you all have any honorable mentions? Yeah, my other pick was going to be uh, Jake. We actually see Jake. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess I'll just stick with my sad bitch theme uh, and go with the scene where we see Mark attempting to go to uh his mom's shiva and just Ugh. break down in the street um and then we see steven and and mark explains that that's when their lives started merging that was just fucking brutal <laughs> making me almost tear up right now talking about it um and another example of oscar just being amazing mm-hmm. anna did you have any uh, honorable mentions can't you turning back the night sky i think that was just beautifully done uh yeah and you know also depicted you can do a night scene and not have it pitch black <laughs> D. what <laughs> that's right take notes benny off and weiss yeah uh great great moment um all right let's move on to the second the i can't talk today one of the last two awards the winner is the origin of stephen grant in Asylum. That's right. Game of the year. The best episode. We had six episodes. Range in quality. Some fantastic. Some are the finale. Um, let's <laughs> go to Thad. What is your nominee for game of the year? All right. Well, 
after not being well, after being so nice the first two times, I will pick the obvious one this time, and I will take episode five, Asylum. There it is. <laughs> All right. I don't think uh, I need to explain it. It's just like give him, give him the Emmy. That's it. It's a yeah. wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. Uh, Dom, what is your nominee for second best episode of Moon Knight? Uh, yeah, so th- this category is basically the my origin story of why I'm on this podcast. Because after we got done, <laughs> after I got done watching episode five, I was like slightly buzzed and very emotional and kind of maybe at the crying a little. And I <laughs> just immediately grabbed my phone and texted Kyle and I said, please, can I be on the Moon Knight Effie's episode? If it's not already fully booked, thank you, please, so much. Um, so, But without being able to pick that, uh, I really fucking enjoyed episode four. I went back and I thought I wasn't going to be able like, to, I was like, I'm just not going to come up with other nominees because this is going to be a clean sweep and who cares. But episode four was a fucking great time. Mm-hmm. It was, like you said earlier, huge mummy vibes, like in the best way. Um, I'm also like a super, me and, and our good friend Eric are, are scared boys and we don't like scary things. And this scared the shit out of me. But I like it was still enjoyable for me. I still it was still a good time and it was like exciting. Uh, and so yeah, I, I will go with four because I think that was like a genuinely super fun episode of TV um, that I really enjoyed. I love it. Uh, Anna, what is your nominee for game of the year? I'm torn between episode one and two. Because we did have that really great chase in the cupcake truck in episode one. (laughs) But then you have those really great scenes in episode two. I'm so torn. Uh, Just go out of the box and pick episode six. Yeah, everyone knows. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with episode two, which is shocking because I picked the episode that might you know celebrity husband is was not in um (laughs) i just think it's great we got to explore a little bit more of mark specter and i we got to see a lot more of the reflection work in the show which is a common theme throughout um you know we get to see harrow's reveal that he used to serve Khonshu. Uh, and what he wants to do with the scarab. Layla rescues Steven. You get to see another jackal creature. There's a lot of fun little tidbits in this episode, not to mention there's the the horror scene with the elevators. So. All right. Uh, I think I'm going to go with... Yeah, I'm going to go with the goldfish problem, uh, the pilot, episode one. Um I mean, for a show like this, the first episode really is crucial to to kick things off and to get you hooked, you know, right away. Um, I love that it does not take long at all to really get into the action um, with the first cut of, like, Stephen blacking out and then waking up and, like, not knowing how he got there and, and fighting. Like Anna mentioned, the incredible uh, cupcake truck <laughs> chase um you get the like i said the really cool opening of harrow and his crocs um and then yeah the ending of of the first time we really see moon knight proper and him beating the absolute living shit out of that jackal is is fun as hell 
Um, and of course, episode one has the incredible like needle drop of uh, what's his name? Engelbert Humperdinck. Weirdest name of all time. Um, I've I've now heard, thanks to TikTok, I've heard Man Without Love like 5,000 times, and it doesn't get old. Like it's, it's a fucking banger. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, the pilot with the, the goldfish problem. Uh, so, Dom, what is your nominee? I mean, well, sorry, I'm not your nominee, gonna, your vote for game. Yeah, I'm going to surprise a lot of people with my vote here. Uh, I'm going to go with five, and it should be a clean sweep, and if it's not, I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> Tell us, tell us why Asylum gets your gets your vote. I, look, I think going into this show, for me, the biggest the biggest question I was like, it seemed like everyone was asking, uh, was how are they going to handle like the mental health aspects of this character and this comic? Um, I think, I think we all did a really good job collectively, which is not usually something I say of giving them sort of the benefit of the doubt, right? And like taking a wait and see approach and like not getting pissed about it uh, preemptively, but just seeing how they deal with it and and going from there. Um, And they fucking knocked it out of the park. Like that whole fifth episode feels like it was like their, their sort of, it was them dealing with the question that we we were we were wondering, right? Like, how are they going to deal with these mental health aspects? They they dedicated an entire episode to it. They didn't shy away from, like Anna was saying, like the brutality of child abuse. Um, they didn't shy away from from the really fucked up elements of this trauma, but they also did it in like it wasn't it wasn't gratuitous. It never felt it never felt trivial like a plot point. It felt really real and genuine. Um, and heartfelt and like they paid attention to the nuances um and intricacies of this like really nuanced intricate thing that people deal with um that combined with like with oscar isaac just acting his beautiful ass off i mean it was it was pretty close i don't know if it was it was pretty close to a perfect episode of television um so that's why for me it's 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 the clear winner I love it. Uh, Anna, what gets your vote for Game of the Year? It's a toss-up for me between five and two, but I think I have to go with five just because of the staircase scene and really the exploration of Mark as a child and really understanding the setup in the beginning half of the series, I think, is a slam dunk, to be honest personal feelings of episode two aside. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's two votes for asylum. Are we continuing the trend? Thad, what's your vote? Oh yeah. It's episode five. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, it's an obvious clean sweep. Um, I think this show is pretty strong and, and a lot of the episodes could, if not for Asylum, it would be a really hard debate between a lot of them. But Asylum is just a really, it's that special kind of episode that comes along just like WandaVision. Like I was having a lot of fun with WandaVision leading up to um, episode eight, I believe it is, um, previously on. And then that episode happens and it was just like everything, every issue that I have with this show is worth it because this episode just kind of stands alone as this perfect perfect exploration of grief and now we have asylum which is this perfect exploration of trauma um yeah it's it's beautiful uh 
all the emotional stuff aside, I love the set design for the asylum itself. Like every time we cut back to the scenes with um, Mark or Steven with Dr. Harrow is just brilliant. Um, we mentioned Ethan Hawke, like obviously this, this episode is Oscar putting on a clinic, but like Ethan Hawke is also really great. He's somehow even more sinister as this doctor than he is as a fucking cult leader. Um, I don't know how that works. Uh, there's probably a message there somewhere about our healthcare system. Um, but he, <laughs> he is great and it's just, it's done so well. Tawara is a fun addition. It's, it's nice to have Tawara as a palate cleanser when things are getting really heavy. It cuts back to this hippo that we all want to love and be friends with. And she's like this amazing character. So yeah, it's a perfect episode. Dom, you know, I, I, I I'm with you. I don't hesitate to say it's, it's a perfect, perfect episode of television. So that, yeah, I, I, I like what you said about Harrow, like sort of like, cause I, I, I've been going back and forth on like, what I feel like the vibes are that we're supposed to be getting out of him being the the doctor, right, in all of those scenes. And one of the things I was sort of thinking about earlier when I was when I was doing prep and like thinking about Harrow and thinking about like all the traumas that he himself had to like work through and go through. And rewatching a little there are moments where it kind of feels like this is actually like the innocent version of Harrow. And like maybe we're getting to see sort of like almost the version of him that would it like that he could have been if he would have like had some healthy healing or like instead of having Kanchu in his life uh just fucking with him and then instead of turning to Amit for uh his rebound trauma I guess is what it was in the show like um and so it was kind of cool to see like this this person who's working through their own traumas helping our other character who is working through their traumas um so yeah Love that. All right, that gets the, the clean sweep. Let's move on to that last award. The Effie goes to Episode 5, Asylum. All right, the Great Expectations Award. This is always a fun one. Uh, with the MCU, I mean, this machine just keeps chugging along. Like this, whether Moon Knight gets a Season 2 or a movie or what, what have you, um, we're going to see more. Like, I mean, I, I feel like especially with now the positive reception to Oscar, like they are not going to have this be a one done performance. So leading into that, uh, what what are our biggest questions going forward into the future of Moon Knight and the MCU? Um, Dom, what's your what's your nominee for Great Expectations? I mean, other than like what was happening to Gus while he was gone. Um, <laughs> other than that, uh, the biggest thing I left after episode six was. Was like I. I I feel like I guess I'm not as confident that we're going to get more. I'm very hopeful that we're going to get more. Um, but they, like, without clarity in terms of, like, a second season or a movie, my biggest question was, like, will this be the first Marvel show that doesn't have any real connective tissue to the MCU and and the actual cinematic universe? Um, it's not that I'm, I would, I, I find anything wrong with that. It just, it stands out a little and it makes it, there are like it, it feels a little disconnected is all. I mean, obviously it's, it's not no connective tissue, but that's my biggest question is like, is this going to be part of the larger puzzle? And we're going to see um, Mark and Steven and, and, and Layla and whoever in in some of the upcoming movies last series. Or is this just like a isolated story that 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 we're going to tell? I love it. First standalone MCU show. Um, let's move on to Thad. What is your nominee for the Great Expectations Award? 
Well, I was actually going to go with something that's kind of the opposite of dumb because um, because I think we uh, a lot of the issues that we've been having with some of the endings with a lot of the MCU shows is that uh, we don't know or that the last episode has kind of not been the best one. And I think with Loki having, I think, pretty unanimously the most successful final episode. And then I think maybe WandaVision, maybe next. Or at least it's in the conversation. I think I don't think it's a surprise that both of those shows kind of knew, at least to some degree, where they were going next. And it kind of felt like Moon Knight didn't know if they were getting a second season or if they... So it kind of felt like, okay, so we don't know that we're getting a season two. So let's kind of wrap everything up and kind of put something out there just in case we get something, something extra. So I think that we're, I think we do get more Moon Knight, but I think he's attached to some other people. Uh, with Now we're getting some rumors flying and, you know, internet rumors, you know, take them with a ton of salt. But Kyle would be happy to know that it seems like we may or may not be getting a, a new Daredevil season. So are we getting the Midnight Suns? Mm. Are we getting uh, the Daredevil, Moon Knight, Blade, Ghost Rider team up eventually? Like, are we getting like some kind of interweavability so Moon Knight isn't just, you know, out here in Cairo just by himself? Just <laughs> messing around with the night sky just all the time. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, is that your official question? Like, are we getting the Midnight Suns or is it just what is MCU? Yeah, are like... we getting the Midnight Suns? Something okay. to connect him to the uh, the rest of the MCU. Gotcha. All right, Anna, what is your, your nominee for the Great Expectations Award? I'm going to ask the question that I need to know the most, but it is not my official question. I just want to preface this. Did Amit and Alligator Loki fuck? I gotta oh know. <laughs> I have to know. Okay. That's the question that's burning in the back of my mind. Uh, we'll probably never know the answer to that one, but for the actual thing I probably should not um Layla said she spent time in Madripoor, so we could maybe see her with Captain America Winter Soldier. Movie season two, see her interact with Sharon a little bit. Mm. Is that possible? I don't know. Yeah, I love that. Love the Madripoor shout. Um, okay, I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, my, my main, really only one question I had was the one that Thad mentioned, um, the Midnight Sun's just is a really that's a really fascinating group to me um so i'm gonna go with one that's more of a i guess a general more generic question and i think we have the answer already but because i don't read a lot of the moon knight comics i don't know fully the answer to this with that post-credit scene of jake obviously we know kanchu is not done with mark um but i'm curious if we get more moon knight like how much how much are we going to see between mark uh, Steven and Jake, or is it going to be more Jake heavy? And in, in that vein, it seems like we're going down a pretty dark route with, with Jake as Moon Knight. 
Um, so I'm curious about like the level at which they're going to play that, whether it is going to continue because this show was dark, but also had a really comedic tone throughout with the odd couple pairing of Mark and Steven. I'm curious, like I could see them going full like psychological thriller with Jake in the forefront. Um, so I'm curious to see what the tone is going forward uh, for the future of Moon Knight. Um, all right. For great noms. Anna, what's up? No, we got to cut it soon. No, oh, got it. Uh, Dom, what is your vote for the Great Expectations Award? Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, Fab because I had not heard uh, those those sort of rumors and questions, and that's super intriguing. Um, but one thing I did want to say, I, I liked yours because when I was rewatching, this was another question I had was like, how many how many different personalities are there, right? Because we know that we know of for sure three. We know Mark, Stephen, and Jake. But then I also think that there's kind of confirmed there's a fourth because in the first episode, um, the woman who who Stephen is going to go on the stake date with comes up to him, and he he's clearly not Stephen who asked her, um, and she doesn't seem to like think. She doesn't make any any point about his accent or anything. So that to me means that it's not Mark or Jake either. And so who is this fourth personality that we have hints and breakcrumbs, you know, in the mm. first season about? And how will they play into into that is, is really interesting moving forward. So just to clarify, is, is your vote just to or is that, that, is that your fact. second nomination? <laughs> just, no, I just like I wanted to add on to what you said. I I, I liked where you were going, and that was a, a small, medium-sized commentary. But I'm voting for Thad. Okay, great. We got one vote for the Midnight Suns. Thad, is that a second vote for the Midnight Suns? It sure is. Give me those Midnight Suns. <laughs> That's right. Such a cool name too. I'm gonna keep confusing it with Midnight Boys, and they're just gonna get a lot more airtime. Not that they don't have <laughs> enough already. Um, fuck you, Midnight Boys. We deserve your listenership. Just kidding. We love you. Come on our podcast. Uh, Anna, what is your vote for the Greatest Expectations Award? I know I'm not allowed to vote for Alligator, Loki, and Amit, but I am going to vote for my own. I'm going to vote for Magic War because I really want to see if Moon Knight can tie into any of the other properties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Magic War seems like a great way to connect a lot of things. Like, you could backdoor in some mutants that way you could that could just be the underworld for a lot of mcu's like criminal characters um so i'm curious about what they do with that going forward um yeah i'm gonna vote for midnight suns as well uh i don't know a ton about their lineup i know it's rotating a lot um i know everybody's seventh favorite jared leto character morbius shows up in there at some point um but yeah, I mean, with so with Eternals and you know the ending of that with Blade meeting uh, uh, Dane Black Whitman, Knight. yeah, Black Knight, um, and then now with this, I think it's a very easy way to bring that in, right? We could Blade could almost end up being like the Nick Fury of the group, the Midnight Suns, and kind of forming this this group. I would love that. You could bring in Robbie if you want, you know, with the Ghost Rider. Um, I'm curious about it. I think it would be really fun. One thing I love about DC is Justice League Dark, where they get to go. They have like Constantine and Swamp Thing, and they do a little bit more like horror-focused stories. 
I know Anna and Dom would not be into that. I'd respect that, but I would be really curious about like some darker MCU horror stories. We do have Werewolf by Night coming out with uh, our guy Gael. So yeah, the possibilities are endless with a Midnight Suns story. Um, I'm curious to see what they do with that. So that's my vote. Shouts to Satana and Edrican. Yes, yes. Give me that Satana movie yesterday. And your winner of the Great Expectations Award is the possibility of the Midnight Suns. All right, awards have been given out. Hearts have been broken thinking about Asylum again. Uh, let's just round this out with some closing thoughts on the show in general. Dom, what, what are some of your, your last thoughts on Moon Knight? Yeah, I mean, I I really loved it. And I think actually talking about it more with, with, with y'all on this on this podcast has, has made me appreciate it even more. Um, I think going into it with expectations, like I said earlier, with with uh, Oscar headlining, it kind of did live up to him. Like it, it might not, not have like blown me away the same way one of the other MCU shows we talk about in our rankings did. But um, mm-hmm. but I really loved it, and I really really appreciate the way that they dealt with sensitive topics in a way that really felt like it did justice to them and didn't shy away from the shit that you actually have to talk about. Um, while also making a fun and cool MCU show. All right, Thad, what are some of your closing thoughts on Moon Knight? I think it, I really liked it. It was one of my favorites out of all of them. I think it built built up well, and even though the ending, even though I did like the last episode, it it did feel very uh, MCU-y, if that's a word. <laughs> Uh, but it built up enough credit through the other five episodes that it's, even though that's probably the weakest of the six, it's still a pretty great season as a whole. Love it. Anna, what are some of your closing thoughts on Moon Knight? So shockingly, this is actually one of my new favorites of the MCU shows. It's very different than all the rest of them, like Hawkeye, right? But in a very different way, I think when they set to creating the graphics to this episode, they really had what they were going to do in terms of implementation in the back of their mind, especially with Oscar running up the stairs, um, you know, using all the mirrors. They were very intentional in what they did and they made it a thriller, but it wasn't scary. And it was extremely well written you had some great one-liners and comic relief uh you know it was very relatable even if you knew nothing about the mcu you could watch moon knight as a standalone standalone look at it and say okay i understand exactly what is happening here which i think is fantastic yeah yeah just to piggyback back off of that last point too i i do have a lot of friends who are like still considering they have not watched a lot of mcu stuff and are considering where to start and Moon Knight is a great new option to tell them. Like, it, it, I mean, it is very isolated at this point. So I'm always going to, you know, recommend people start from the beginning and, you know, watch everything. But if they want to watch just one thing, I mean, Moon Knight is six episodes and they they won't be lost. Like, they, they will pretty much understand the entire story without watching the rest of the MCU. Um, yeah, it, it is. It's one of those things where we're going to do rankings in a second of our, our MCU Disney Plus shows. Um, and spoiler alert this is number six for me um but i think for me that is a testament to how good all six of them have been um 
I think with this one, I just I take the bad with the good, and the good just outweighs the bad at, at the end of the day. Like I, I had my problems with the finale and some of the choices they made with characters and and Harrow specifically, but I I do appreciate a lot of the things they did. Like Dom said, they did have some really important conversations, and they didn't really shy away from those in an MCU like way. Um, and yeah, I, I appreciated that. So yeah, at the end of the day, it was it was worth it. I think. Um, all right, so now the hard part. The awards were easy. It's a it's a walk in the it's a walk in the park. Now the hard part. We are gonna rank all six Disney Plus shows. Uh, let's go to Thad. What is your ranking of our six Disney Plus shows? All right, so I am going to I'm gonna break some hearts first. I'm gonna go with the uh, with six to one. So my least favorite out of the six is What If. Okay, so you meant you're gonna break my heart. Cool. And, <laughs> and more heartbreak for Kyle. Number five is Captain and the Winter Soldier. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> then I will go with Hawkeye. I'll go WandaVision, Moon Knight, and then Loki as my number one still. Right. Let's move on to Dom. What is your ranking of the MCU Disney Plus shows? Uh, yeah, uh, I'll go one to six, I guess. Uh, we'll, we'll just do like a stake draft here. Um, for me, what what if is like in a tier by itself. Um, it is Same so person. far above everything else. Like I, I also tried to, I didn't actually get through this, but I tried to rank my favorite episodes in all of the shows. And it's at one point I was like, okay, I just have to take out what if because it's uh, all of those episodes are going to It's stupid to, to do this. Um, so what if is, is a clear number one for me. Loki is my number two. Um, I think as of now, WandaVision is probably number three. Um, Moon Knight slides in right behind that at four. Hawkeye, which I had a ton of fun with, um, is five. And then after a huge crater and chasm, we have all the way at the bottom, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Wow. So Dom's a racist, is what we yeah, that's me. <laughs> found out. <laughs> That's the moral of that story. <laughs> Dom was like, I want to see more of this John Walker guy. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> that was my biggest takeaway. Yeah. How did you know? <laughs> because we're the same person, idiot. Uh, yeah. All right. Anna, what is your ranking of the MCU shows? All right. I'm going to be chaotic like that. And I'm going to do six to one because why the hell not? <laughs> all right. So number six for me was what if. And it's not because it was a bad show. It's just because everyone who knows me knows I'm not a huge fan of animated shows. I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more if it was live action. Um, I like the premise of it. I think it was very well executed, just not really my bag. Um, and then I have Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I have WandaVision coming in at number four. And I have Loki. And then I have Hawkeye, which... I was actually surprised I enjoyed Hawkeye as much as I did. They timed yeah. it really well. Uh, just they did the countdown fantastically. I, I loved Hawkeye, um, even if he's, you know, a dime store version of Legolas. But we're not going to get into that. And then I have Moon Knight as my number one, actually. So. Mm. All right. Moon Knight is the new number one for Anna. Um, OK, I'll also go six to one. Um Okay, so six, I'm going to go Loki. Uh, people loved Loki. I liked it a lot. I have issues with some of the characterization. 
Um, but I think it's a really fun show, and I think it's easily Tom Hiddleston's best performance in the MCU, which you could say about literally every performance he gives in the MCU. Um, number five, I'm going to go with Moon Knight. Uh, yeah, I just said it earlier, and I already switched. Like Moon Knight, as I was thinking about it, jumps up over Loki. It was. It was very good. Um, I think what did it for me was just looking at Don's background for a while, and I was like, you know what? I love Oscar Isaac. Tom You're Hiddleston's kind of pretty, but Oscar Isaac is Oscar Isaac. Um, yeah, it's number five. Uh, number four is Hawkeye. I had a lot of fun with. It's a great Christmas uh, buddy cop kind of thing, and we all know I love the Lethal Weapon movies. Um, yes, Anna's correct. It was the goldfish that won me over on Moon Knight. Uh, it's true, Gus works his way into your heart no matter what um yeah hawkeye is number four uh number three i'm gonna go wandavision um really strong show until a finale that honestly kind of broke my heart like not in the good way <laughs> not in the way the previous episode broke my heart um but in a way that i just i was really disappointed by the finale um i won't talk much more about wandavision because we're probably going to talk more about it next week uh on our dr strange effies um number two is captain america and the winter soldier um i, I think it's messy just like all six D disney plus shows are messy and it has problems um but i think i was talking with a friend about it the reason i think the finale works for me really well in that show in a way it doesn't for the other ones is that that's really the only show that's not a mystery box type of show. And so they had less to do with the finale. There's not a big reveal that happens other than the bullshit power broker uh, reveal that I just, I don't think works. Um, I have nothing against Sharon Carter. I just don't think it, it works in that context. Other than that, it has the biggest, for me, the biggest emotional payoff in seeing Sam suit up as Cap, which is just uh, for me now, probably top five MCU moments ever. Um, so I'm gonna go with uh, number one. I do. I, I I also love Zemo fist pumping. I could just watch that man dance for years. Um, and then number one, yeah, I'm with Dom. I what if I think is just a really special show. I I agree with some of the complaints people have about how it didn't really fully explore its concept. Like we could have gotten some crazy what if scenarios. I think we're gonna get that in season two. Like this was laying the groundwork. We, they had to do it with some familiar characters first so we can get some wild shit in season two. Um, but what if I just feel like it was just tailor-made for me because I love the Twilight Zone um, and I love anth anthology series and kicking their show off with Captain Carter, like that's that's why it immediately became my favorite. Like that is just so winning and so endearing. And then episode two following that up with T'Challa as Star-Lord like it just it, it, it they knew how to hit all the right emotional beats while still keeping things fun and light I mean the, the zombies episode should have been the darkest episode and it's somehow the funniest episode in the season um yeah so what if is is my clear number one I think the moral here though is they're all good like they're all like the MCU in general it's all just varying levels of good and it's so hard to rank them and to to figure out our favorites um and Moon Knight uh, joins that. <laughs> we uh, we would like to uh, give a message to Chris Hemsworth, and that that is that Anna's not single; she's saving herself for Thor. Um, Moon Knight joins that pantheon. It's it's now among those rankings that'll probably shift a lot for me the more I rewatch it. Um, until Daredevil season four comes out, and then it's just the number one for the rest of time. 
Sorry, uh, not sorry. But uh, yeah, that wraps up another Effies. Um, a big thank you to our guest. Thank you, Dom, for joining us, my friend. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me. A blast, uh, as always. Thank you, Thad, for joining us. We can't see you, but we can feel you, and that's what matters. Pause. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and big thank you to our producer extraordinaire, Anna H., for taking over from Damon on such a late notice. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. The H stands for helpful. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. The H stands for helpful. Uh, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you. We will be back next week with yet another Effies. This time, Damon will be joining us. He's back from the multiverse of madness because we're going to be talking about the multiverse of madness with our good friends leah and chatanya and then we're rounding out the month of may with uh, a fun video game fan cast episode with our good friend nick basically um casting our dream movie tv adaptation of a video game it's gonna be a lot of fun a lot of yelling i'm sure with nick um but it'll be it'll be fun <laughs> we'll, we'll have fun we'll have fun i'm convincing myself at this point that we'll have fun uh but until then we'll catch y'all next week this is what we do